Well, hello and evening, good evening, and welcome to a edición dominical de la Cantina Mekis podcast, a special Sunday edition, post-Vespers, as I'm sure for all of us, post-World post Series where the Dodgers yet again, you know, the Dodgers, Joel, are turning into the Monterrey of... Uh, of, 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 Not of, the Cruz Azul. No, 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 the because they're, they're, they're for this is the the second time that they're watching somebody else hoist a trophy in their own house. That did oh, that did happen to the Rayados. That's right. Tigres. They lost two two finals in a row. Tigres has won a title at the Tamalera, and Monterrey has not. Ouch! But I would say a combination because uh, La Cruz Azul on a few times. Well, did it? Joel Aceves joins us from Orange County, California. I am in yeah. Dallas, Texas. Just finished producing a, a couple of, uh, of, uh, shows for Fox Sports Southwest. It all worked out very nicely. Happy that, that we did that. I am, uh, thrilled that we're on here on a special Sunday edition. It's, uh, it's, uh, hopefully going to be doing a few more of these as, uh, the schedule permits. So, uh, we will uh, be sure to, uh, Get supported, but most importantly, you can always uh, download this podcast from the pod, the podcast that are on iTunes, also on Google Play. And if you subscribe to it, then you don't have to download it at all. You're just going to get a notification that says "estos pendejos grabaron otra." <laughs> and uh, so, uh, please, uh, by all means, take the time to do that. Joel, glad to have you with us this evening here on the Cantina Mekis Podcast Special Sunday Edition. The Liguilla, Joel, is, is, is getting very close. There's only there's only three weeks left, Joel. There, nobody has officially qualified because there's a nine-point difference between first and eighth. However, there are there are a handful of teams, Joel, that have that have crossed the mythical threshold of in in in, in most normal circumstances is the minimum number of points needed to Enter the league. Yeah, you you say how many points is that, Joel? Twenty six. Twenty six. Joel, last year it was twenty five. Now 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 you're saying twenty six. Twenty six. No, no, I mean it was, but to me it's always been that if you you get to twenty six, you're pretty much in the league. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna have to have a major catastrophe for not to make that. Well, as it turns yeah. out, there there are four teams, Joel, four teams right now, as you and I are recording this podcast that have that have crossed. And then that have made it to that line, and and, yes. and those are Pumas with 26 points, Cruz Azul with 27 points, Santos with 28 points, and America with 28 points. So four teams, in your mind, have have, have already qualified for the for the league. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's you have to lose all your games, and then you also need a combination of results. So I mean, it, it's. It's pretty much a calamity at this point that would, which we've seen happen, but, but the odds are, the odds are pretty minimum. You know, if you go to the betting houses, uh, I guarantee you those, those teams are, you know, for, for qualifying. They're, they're, they're off the board. You have to spend yeah. a lot of money to make some money there. Yeah, they're placing them. Um, but, but, you know, just, just to say, um, Pumas, I wanted to start with Pumas, John. I, I think you should. I think we should start every <laughs> podcast with Pumas. 
Well, that was it was a big win that they pulled out uh, out of the out of the Caliente Stadium. Uh, that was huge to take those points, and uh, there was a missed penalty, which you know for Tijuana. But it, I, I think this this was the the key win for them. And and I remember we were going through the calendar, John, and we were seeing how tough Pumas is gonna have it. So. So basically, next week they host Cruz Azul, and then they travel to Toluca and they close against Santos. Right, right. So, so the, the those are game, the one game that they absolutely positively had to have, you know, in order for them to have any kind yeah. of aspirations for making it was was the Tijuana game. They had to win the Tijuana game. Yeah, and it was away, which is away. It's always tougher, you know. And Pumas, to uh, be honest with you, since Tijuana's been in the league, I think I think Pumas has only won in Tijuana once. Yeah. Yeah, and Tijuana's season has been topsy turvy, so they're in 14th place right now. Uh, you know, they they've been pretty unpredictable team. Uh, the TJ, the TJ franchise. Uh, so, so Pumas closed the season hole. And I'm going to go back one week with, yeah. with with Tigres. So four out of the five teams they they're, they're finishing the season with are teams that are currently in the zona de clasificación. Yeah. And uh, so it was you, you, you said Santos, Cruz Azul, Toluca. Well, those three teams that are left are in the top five, and the Pumas is the other. You know, the other team, America is the other. Yeah, and, and Toluca, Toluca is uh, they were finalists. So Luca and Santos played last season's final. Uh, so both teams qualifying, that's a big thing as well, because usually the odds are, like if a team makes it to the to the final, there's a 60% chance that one of those clubs will not qualify in the, to the ensuing Liguilla. I'm, I'm going I'm to wager to guess, Joel, that that percentage is higher between the apertura and the clausura than it is between the clausura and the apertura because you know if you're if you're in the liguilla and you make it to the final you're playing into December where the other teams yeah. are already having their quote unquote pretemporada so yes. so you're you're having to start to play the league ice cold after 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 winning yeah and and you know like like uh, Santos could have been that team not not qualifying because at the start of the season they sold their three best players. Uh, they had Dijanini who was the league's top scorer. They sold Izquierdos who went to Boca and he was arguably the best foreign defender and Nestor Araujo, arguably the best Mexican defender in, in the IMX. So to get rid of those top three players, it, you know, people weren't expecting much. And then a few games into the season, they sacked their coach, who, who was the one that had guided them to a to a pretty good uh, league championship win. Uh, there was talk even of, of him being a candidate for the national team, Siboldi. Yeah, was the guy's name. Yeah, uh, Siboldi, and and so I mean, everyone was expecting Santos to crash, but here they are, man. They're they're in they're in, I believe, second place right now. Um, Santos is, okay. is 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 in second place on 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 whatever the tiebreaker is, but they have the same amount of points as. Uh, that's, yeah, Santos. Is, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a reason for that. Uh, 
that we that we sing uh, Santos's praises on this show and have for the for the, for, for, for the better part of the uh, I mean that pretty much since we've been doing the podcast I mean it's a team that I that I hold in extremely high regard aside yes. from the 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 cowboy you know when when the the, the worst move that a team has made in since you've been the owner is that you wore a, a cowboy hat construction <laughs> hat. If, if, if that's the worst thing you've done as, as a team president, you're, you're doing a pretty good job. And, and, and you, and you wonder why they, why they, why they upgraded their stadium. They have, um, I mean, they have, they have a, they have a terrific striker who's having a, 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 another amazing, they're going to, well, the two strikers because they have the Uruguayo, right? And he had not, you know, he he wasn't he wasn't delivering. Um, well, he wasn't being consistent. But they held on to him, and and this season he's he's amongst the top goal scorers. Is 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 there a team that frankly strikes gold more than Santos does? You know, I make you as far as getting strikers. I would, I would say it was Tecos, but, but I think, um, Santos set that standard, like, they, they, they took, they took the baton and raised it higher, because, like I said before, Tecos used to have Sebastián Abreu, they had, um, they had, uh, Reynaldo Nava, they had, uh, Tony Setti, they, they've had a couple, they, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Bofo came from, yeah, Bofo came, came out of, they, they always had a lot of good players, but, but the team was never as successful as Santos has been. No, they haven't, and Santos has been, since they've been in the league for the past, what would it be, 25 years, uh, The, uh, I mean, I mean, the fact that they've, they've won titles, that they've, they've had moments where they've struggled, yes. Uh, they, they have certainly done that. But, uh, you know, over the past, uh, and I'm, I'm looking at the list right here, I was, uh, since the Torneos Corcortos, these, these are the leaders de goleo that, that, that Santos has had. They had, uh, Gabriel Caballero, who apparently was in Jared, who did it twice. They had, uh, Vuoso, who did it twice. Cristian Benitez and Gianni Tavares, and now they're going to have now they're going to have uh, uh, Furchaso. Yeah. So uh, again, oh, did I did I skip one? No. And 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 here's and here's the list in in the same uh, since since the uh, torneos cortos of, of of Chivas players. Let's see, we have. Let's see. Oh, help me oh, there's one. There's oh, look at that, Omar Bravo, and <laughs> and Javier Hernandez, and that's it. So in 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 over 20 years of torneos cortos, now mind you, that that's, that's 22 seasons on one side and 22 to 44 official seasons. Only two Chivas players, two Chivas players have been leader de goleo in Liga. Yeah, it hasn't been promising. And the last time a, Mex- a Mexican player did it, see, we had Arjen Reina did it in 2011, and then it was Javier, and then Omar Bravo, and then Jared. 
en Everaldo Beguines, Mejines, Jesús Olale, Luis García, Carlos Hermosillo, Luis García, Sergio Lira, Hugo Sánchez. Hugo Sánchez only did it once, but that was because in the four years that he played with Pumas, Cariño was, uh, was on the team as well. Enrique Borja, Chava Reyes, Adalberto López, El Moco López. There you have it, Joel. So uh, Santos, a team who, is, who has done very well in, in, in getting those players, they've, they've, they've done it again. A very well-run team. They, 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 they have, have bought well. They have sold well. Yeah. And, and they win. They sold Marquesin, you know, to America. And, you know, they haven't struggled in, in the, with, with the goalkeeper. You know, a lot of times teams, teams take a while to recover when they sell a really good player, but they, they just, yeah, they've had, they have, like, I'll say they got really good scouting, really good. I think there's a lot of things that they're doing right at Santos, and and I say Chivas could learn a lot from them. <laughs> I think you know. Well, well, Santos. I mean, because of the fact that the Iri, the hardest name in the world, pronounced Iri Ragori. Ragori. Because of the fact that um, that his entire business is the team. You know, he's obviously put a lot of uh, a, lot, a lot of thought and effort into it. And, and the proof is in the pudding. I mean, Santos again, uh, very consistent. They're, they buy well, they say well, they're, they're generating a good number of players. Now, you know, the area I think where they can probably do a little better is maybe have a little more consistency at the, at the head coach position. But, you know, again, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a team that, that, uh, that wins. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they won again over the weekend. They yeah. have 48 points, and then they, they, frankly, they along with uh, with uh, with American Cruz Azul, or I mean, any any, any one of the three could uh, could win it. And, and you know, we talk about the Chiva comment, how the team wins every every ten years. Yes. Uh, so Santos has got it down to about four. Right. And, which is not uh, bad. No, you it's know, not bad at all. And, you know, and, I mean, they've gotten lucky in some cases, but, but again, I mean, you know, Santos has been consistent. You know, they are consistently in the Liguilla. Uh, and, 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 if they, and if they have a good season, if they had a good season, then uh, they, they, they usually do really well in the Liguilla as well. So, I mean, if, if, if Santos has been, you know, if they end up second or third, then, then the chances are pretty high that they're going to, that they are going to uh, make it make a very deep run. Now they they did once uh, finish one year where they were just killing everybody, and they finished first. It was it was the year after they'd won the title in the in the in the Clausura from the year before, and Pumas beat them <laughs> as the eighth seed in two thousand seven by 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 scoring like 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 three just. Crazy freak, not freak goals, but just like they just had like this, this moment where they, they scored three goals in like ten minutes in the uh, in the uh, in the Ida at, at Seoul, and then hung on for dear life to win like four, like to lose four two, but you know just you know barely 
uh, barely e5 on uh, on gold differential. So yeah, it's then uh, of course we have to talk about the Cruz Azul in America that uh, you know was very obviously we're playing a game of not trying to uh, give away too much because they're probably thinking that they might see each other again, and they're probably right. Yeah, and it was that that classical. I like to call it Clásico Capitalino. I, I always hated Clásico Joven. I just, I never, the name just doesn't ring, you know. Uh, but 0-0, zero, zero, it was a scoreless, scoreless draw. Um, Cruz Azul seemed like they could have gotten away with more. But I agree with you, John. I, I don't think these teams wanted to expose, you know, themselves. I, I think they wanted to hold back in case they do meet again, which is pretty likely. Keep their powder dry. Yeah. Yeah, but but I think, well, I don't know. I would say it's a good draw for, for Cruz Azul just because what it has meant for them, you know, like the mental game and, and losing to America. Right. So, uh, Gignac, here's a list for you, Hoan. Since we're talking about Nagia, I think that, you know, folks should, uh, you know, it would, it would certainly, uh, understand just, just how, you know, th- this is actually really impressive. This list of players. Okay. So the leading goal scorer in, in the Nagia is, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, take a guess, but I know you know who it is. Is <laughs> the Frenchman. No, 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 not, not, not active player over in, in history. Wait, wait, what was the question again? Máximos goleadores en, la, en las ligas. Oh, Máximo, uh, yeah, the, I'll say Cardoso is, yeah. is with 43. right up there, man. Yeah, he had 43. And uh, Jared is second with 41. So, but, but here's, here come the gamers. So, uh, Garcia Aspe is third with 28. Carlos Hermosillo with 25 and then Sage with 25. Cabinho with 23. Benjamin Galindo with 20. Luis Garcia with 20. Oride with 20. And Bofo with 19. So out of the top 10, and, and then Gignac is tied with Bofo. Out of the top 10, Maximos Goleadores and Liguillas, eight of them, eight of them are, and, 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 and Mexican, and also recent Mexicans. I mean, we're not talking like, well, because it would have to be because of when the Liguillas started, but... That is actually very interesting, Michal, that, 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 that seven of the ten players that are in the top ten are, uh, are Mexican and, and gamers, you know, you know, all timers, you know, guys that really brought it. Yeah. But, but you also, we have guys that, that stayed in Liga MX. It's like Buffalo never really went abroad, you know, uh, neither did like Hermosillo. He, I mean, he went briefly. I think he played in Belgium for like one season. Um, you know, Aspe, just, just aside, as, aside from what, like one season at River Plate. Luis Garcia was gone for what, like two years with Atletico de Madrid? Yeah, he came back after the World Cup, I thought. I don't, I never understood what he came back. He's his, you know, I guess he just didn't care to play abroad. He, he was scoring goals. Um, 
So yeah, I, I never understood that from from Luis Luisito. Um, Maybe it was the five ninety one. Yeah, but but I think I think that was key as well. You know that these guys were staying home. Well, sure, but I mean, I mean, think think of how many how many foreign players have played in the Liguilla and have and have played, you know, like like a, like a Carlos Reynoso. Or, oh yeah, or, or, or a Tuca even. I mean, you know, you know, you know, you know, guys that had those kinds of careers because there are plenty of those in the Ganekis, and obviously, you know, they're nowhere near. I only have the ten on here, but uh, yeah. So, well, some of the other guys in recent times, they would sell them abroad. You know, because like Rivas, you know, and and got sold, and he he scored a lot of goals in the two, the two short time he was at Morelia. He he was just bagging them in. And then he scored over 40, which is like, whoa. I was like, right. I, I did not, you know, I didn't think he he had that many. So here's uh, here's uh, Cardoso, the Diablo Mayor himself. Let's see, in one league, yeah, he scored five, and one of them went five. Then he had one where he scored eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was seven of Another one with and another one with eight. So he had two Ligias where he scored eight. And Jared had one where he scored nine. That's that's bananas. Bananas. Now one thing I will say for uh, for you know a player like Cavino, those guys is that they only had one Ligia. Then they get two Ligias a year also, so we have to take that into consideration as far as Yeah, that that, that also counts. Yeah. Because that, that counts. You know, I bet you Cavino played about half as many as, as Cardoso did and he and he sat right on twenty three, so it's just half of the amount. Of goals. All right, so, so we talked about the top half of yeah. the bracket. Well, well, just to close it off, I mean, because we've had praise for for Santos and, and Cruz Azul, and I think Pumas in fourth, they've really done a great job, um, you know, with the team. And uh, and Toluca as well, they're in fifth. In uh, Monterrey, damn. <laughs> Monterrey, uh, they spend a lot of money. They're in six. They're probably not where the fans and the directiva want them to be. You know, they they paid the seventeen million for for Pizarro, and and he hasn't been able to deliver. Uh, and um, but but I don't say about America because they're in first, and that's Piojo, man. So I know there's a lot of people that don't like Piojo, but. I think he's doing a good job, man, with, with the Aguilas. And they continue to have the best offense right now uh, in the league, which right now I'm surprising to say that uh, Unam is, is tight in second for best offense. Now, how, you know, if I had my soundboard, I would, I would, I would, I would play, <laughs> I would play Tukas. John, John, if I were to tell you at the beginning of the season that Pumas was going to have one of the best offensivas of the of the of the season, with, with, after you know, getting rid of their striker. After getting rid of their top striker, would, would you have believed me? Uh, I, I'm, 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 you know, I'm a bit surprised. You know, I, I'm, I will I'm, answer truthfully by saying, no chance in hell <laughs> that I think that Pumas was going to have the not only the season that they're having, but the fact that they are so 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 offensive. And you yeah, know, you, the the thing that makes Pumas uh, play well right now, Juan, and I'm, you know, I don't want to make this well, I do. But I don't want to make this all Puma stock. 
is, is that they actually have, you know, they, they have people they can bring off the bench, which is something that they just hadn't had for, you know, four or five years. I mean, they can bring off uh, uh, Alistusa, Alistusa, who's been, uh, he got the game winner uh, uh, yesterday in uh, in Tijuana. So, 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 so Patino has options now. A lot of Pumas fans get a little tired. It's like, dude, you, it was nice that you made the change, but you should have made it 15 minutes ago. So people get, get, get tired of that. And, um, you know, I'm happy for Patino because he had a star-crossed career, in my opinion. I think he was the one, you know, he was, before he got injured, of that 93-94 team, he was the bus driver. He was the, everything mm-hmm. Everything went through him. I mean, he was he was that player. So he obviously has a very, uh, you know, players that have to see the whole field at all times, I think, have a different understanding of the game. And, uh, you know, hopefully it'll, uh, hopefully it'll pan out for him because... Pumas needs a, a, a coach that that, that that understands and, and appreciates, and, and and can flourish and thrive in the system that makes that makes Pumas great, which is, you know, you know, bringing in the experience and having the youth and everything, and and and, and, it, and it seems to have, seems to have worked out worked out well worked out well for them. But you're right about Piojo, and it's uh, excuse me, it is impressive the way that. He has been able to consistently be the coach of of the team that ends up with the most number of points at the end of the season, which yeah, in, been, any other league would, would 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 let you win the win the title. Yeah, he's been very consistent. I think he doesn't get. I think that's what the selection does, man. Uh, the selection can turn you into a villain. Which I'm, I'm, if I'm Matias Almeida, I might want to stay away from Mexico selection just for that. <laughs> It's almost a given, you know. Uh, we, we've seen very good coaches, uh, be it Manolo Lapuente, his excellent career with, um, with Necaxa and, and all he did and then, and then winning with America. But sometimes the fans, man, it's like selective amnesia and then they decide, you know, what bits and pieces to remember. And that would be enough to, you know, to, to, to have like a negative outlook on the coach. Um, well, I know Ojitos had like a terrible stint, right. but it took him a long and took him a long time to win over some of the fans. Um, and then same with um, same with um, who was this other guy? I keep forgetting his name. La Puente. La, well. The Puente is, it surprises me because to me he's the opposite. He hasn't had that, that good, you know, that good club career compared to some of these other guys, like, like compared to like La Puente. Uh, wait, did I, who did I say? Who did I say first? Uh, well, you said La Puente first. No, okay, that's what you... I said. No, 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 to me La Volpe is opposite. I mean, Cause, cause to me, like La Puente and like Cojitos, they had like better club career. Like, you know what, you know what La Puente would, would say about our podcast, Joel? What would he say? He say, ese, ese, ese podcast, yo lo, yo lo formé, yo lo formé. That's what he would say about <laughs> Yeah, no, like, so this, this dude, his, La Volpe is not, his career is not that good, but, but he had like that one game with Argentina that, a lot of the fans remember, and they, they remember it a certain way. 
<laughs> and and that's enough, man. The, the fans really like that, you know. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I do think that Piojo is the uh, bombero in waiting if things don't work out for Tata or whoever whoever they bring in as the uh, as as the national team coach. And in fact, I, I I give Piojo at least probably like right now like a fifty two fifty three percent chance that he's the coach in Qatar because the guy that they had before him ends up ends up getting fired. So it's Monterrey Joel in the sixth spot. They're twenty three. Morelia with twenty two. Tigres with twenty is an eighth, and then still <clears throat> fighting for a spot. We have Pachuca with nineteen. Querétaro with nineteen. Puebla with eighteen. On the uh, on life support, we have Guadalajara with sixteen, Leon with sixteen. Oh no, Tijuana no, that that, that John, that plug was pulled. No, that, no, that's they they, they, they coil. They, they still, you know, with three games no, left, they're, they're four points out. They still, <laughs> they, they still not, mathematically have a chance. That's all I'm saying. Mathematically, they still have a chance, and then eliminating for sure. Necaxa Lobos whopping. Hey, I've seen strange things happen, Joel. You know, there's you three see, games left. Three games left. Guadalajara could win all three games and leapfrog a bunch of teams. It can happen. Well, yeah. I, they can go on that patented three-game win streak that, that that goes. You can go from tenth to fourth, just like that. Yeah, but the teams that they're playing, though, it's 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 it's, it's a tough bunch, man. I mean, yeah. they're closing against Tigres, and and Tigres is still not qualified. So, I mean, and they're you playing know, Tigres at home in Guadalajara, which is not good for Guadalajara. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Guadalajara plays better on the road. Oh, so, and uh, wait, who else do they have here? They have Pumas um, and Leon. Yeah, sorry, Leon Pumas, is Puebla, Puebla. Wait. Okay then. Yeah, Puebla, Leon away. And then they have uh, Tigres at home to close the season out. Yeah, I forgot about those two because I did have, I I did have them with a mathematical chance, but some of the games that I, I had them that must win games they lost. So gotcha. for me, um, they they were not supposed to lose at home against Pumas. They're supposed to get points on the road against Lobos, which is if I mean the three points, and then and then um, not lose, not losing at home is is the big one, you know. Well, I mean and they've 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 that that is a, an, an art form that they haven't quite yet mastered yeah. really since since the whole Omni Life has uh, well has, you has gotta, been online. You gotta go back to Jornada says when they beat Necaxa one zero. And that was like their last home win. Uh, Mati, Mati, the, the, the favorite, the favorite of, of the Chi Hermanos. He went a whole season without winning. Uh, and then Chivas followed it up with a, a defeat against Pachuca, uh, a 1-1 draw against Querétaro, uh, the 2-1 defeat against Pumas, and then another 2-1 defeat against Morelia. Now, I think that's what to me cost the season. Now, you know, again, losing all those points at home. Uh, we've said it many times, the zombie life no pesa. That stadium's never been a fortress for Chivas, man. It hasn't. And, yeah, that's just, 
Yeah, no one fears a zombie life. I don't know if you remember, well, I don't know if you remember a few years back when, back before Veracruz crashed, you know. Which time? But that was, (laughs) I'm going back to maybe like, like mid nineties around, around, and you know, that was a tough venue to go into, to go into El Puerto, you know, El Puerto Jarocho to go into, and play Veracruz, man, and play those midday games, and and they would let the grass be a bit like high, right. you know, and and it was just really tough games. Like even teams that were looking good, they'll go in there and they'll just struggle, man. If, to give you a good example, it'll be like when Mexico is coasting through teams, but then they'll have to go into Honduras or San Salvador. Right, they play three. <laughs> and then you're like, what? What team is this, man? This, what happened? Like. All of a sudden, it seems like these guys can't even trap the ball right. But a lot of times, it's the venue. It's the bad pitch. It's it's the um, you know, the the temperature. All of these small things, you know, they they could affect. No, you're absolutely right. And uh, they, you know, with the humidity. No, there the you heat, go. Um, where I mean, it's like it's it's like you're playing a game in in in, uh, in a swamp essentially. You know, down on the floor, and it's always hot. And, you know, and after, you know, we heard, uh, you know, personal accounts from, from Marquitos when he was living in Mexico City and he went over to <laughs> Veracruz and he said that the place gets wild. <laughs> so I'm sure, you know, that, you know, that is, you know, maybe when we do our, hopefully there'll be in, in, in the Liga Mexico when we do our, uh, our off-season tour of, uh, of, of, of stadiums, that would be, uh, you know, that, that would definitely be one of the stops that we would have to make is there. And, uh, and then, because now the team I want to talk about, Joel, is, is Morelia, because quietly, you know, Morelia has, uh, has been, has been, you know, you know, very consistent. They, they did beat Chivas over the weekend. And, uh, I know did. a lot of, I know a lot of, uh, Chi hermanos were very worried that, uh, that Carlos Fierro was going to be the one that, that ends up, uh, deciding to match it with, with, with a goal or assist. And, um, you know they are they're in seventh place. I think that they're you know they they have a, a pretty favorable. <clears throat> well, as I say that, they have Tigres and Tijuana and Cruz Azul. But Cruz Azul by that point, you know, will have already been qualified. So they they really kind of have a game and a half, where, um, you know that you know I I I would put money on 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 Morelia, as as being one of the teams that uh, there are twenty two right now that that that, that makes it through. And uh, frankly, the reality is that just by looking at this list, it's Toluca, Monterrey, Morelia, and Tigres, and I, you know, unless Pachuca. Well, but, know, but you, John, uh, me and Chiquis, we analyze the calendar, and Pachuca to us has one of the easiest routes. They do. They have Nacaxa, Atlas, Chaflas, and Leon. So yeah, there's for the taking. It and and Leon is little brother Leon. It's. You know, part of Grupo right. Pachuca. They are pretty much, uh, they could be eliminated, you know, by then. You know, they could get the call to just, <laughs> it happens. Yeah, like, hey man, just field, field, field the juveniles. <laughs> Give him a shot, you know. We need to meet that that quota of the um, what was the rule again? 
el, el 20 2011. 2011. Pero, pero, 20, para, 11. pero para León es el... Es el, <risa> el, el doble de minutos. The Mita Core on the last match day just doing a little troll when he right there. <laughs> yeah, so Queretaro um, has um, they have Santos, Veracruz, and Necaxa. So, so Queretaro also has a relatively, you know, other than Santos, of course. Uh, but, 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 but you're right. I think Pachuca and uh, you know Tigres has Morelia, Puebla, and Guadalajara. So, you know, I think the Tigres is going to make. So, I, I really don't think that. Um, Monterrey has Veracruz, Necaxa. Monterrey has Veracruz, Necaxa, Atlas. So I think it's going to be very difficult for, you know, unless Pachuca, you know, plays perfectly for them to surpass those other teams. It's going to be, uh, if, if any team ends up not making it, it's probably going to be Tigres. Yeah, do you know what, Tigres, there is a possibility they might get end up, you know, not not making it. I mean, they they couldn't beat Lobos Pua, man. Did they really tie that game? I thought they were ahead. Nah, it's uh, it was um, hold on. So Lobos Buap scored in the. Uh, it was a two-two draw, and it's like, in the and it was at, at yeah, uh, and it was uh, Massa Rodriguez that tied it. <laughs> he's a good player, man. Hey, Massa's had a terrific career. He's, he's had a he was Picoli, career. man. He's had a 15 year career. He's, you know, as a defender, uh, he's probably second only to Rafa. In the last 15 years, absolutely. As far as like what they have achieved, because this guy, he got to play in Copa Libertadores, you know. He got to play Olympics. He got to play. Well, was it three World Cups? Three World Cups, Champions League. He, he, you know, he won a title. He played champ- yeah, he, he won a league title in what was it with PSV? Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's everywhere, man. I mean, that's quite the career to have. And uh, I do think he should have been at Chivas, you know, instead of Lobos. And I mean, I, I think he's he, the fans always just hated on him, you know. But, it's because he, he looked like a tronco. Yeah, but if you look at his stats, that one game, um, it was the in the Brazil World Cup. Oh, he was uh, the match, an incredible game. Like, yeah, it was the insane. match against Brazil, he was the, his passing accuracy. <laughs> he was he was like top three or something. I mean, that's. I mean, you're playing Brazil in Brazil, man. That's, that's with, with with some of those players that they have. That's no easy feat, you know? No. Uh, but I don't know, man. I guess he's just those players that – it was Borghetti had the same. A lot of people would always say Borghetti sucks. And if you look at his, like, stats, some of the records, he, he you know, like like being all-time leading goal scorer for Max and then just the, the number of goals he was scoring league. And it's, it's just kind of incredible to hear that. Back then, fans would always call him a tronco. Yeah, he's been a he's been a tronco for 15 years. I wish I could have a, a, a professional soccer <laughs> team like, to be being a tronco for 15 years. You know, started everywhere I played. Played you know played three World Cups. Started what nine World Cup games in my career. You know, 
probably should have scored a goal against Uruguay, but we won't hold that against him. No, and Massa has been a <laughs> he's had a, a, a very solid uh, a very solid career, and you know, and, and uh, you know, maybe, maybe it'll be Massa that ends up sticking the dagger in the, in, in, in the you know, Digas the first uh, the first uh, shiv, and, and let, you know, and, and let's see if other teams follow suit because uh, you know they, they are probably the most vulnerable. But I will say yeah. this: if, if Tigres makes the Liga, look out. <laughs> oh yeah, they definitely have that. They have the talent, you know. Right. Um, but but look look at their road. I mean, it, it would not shock me at all, Joen, if if if, if Tigres said, you know what, for the for the first season, if we make it, we make it great. But if we don't, no, let's not sweat it because we we really want to win the Concacaf Champions League. We really want to win it, so I would. It wouldn't shock me at all if 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 if, if they put all their all their eggs in the Concacaf basket. Uh, in that basket, well, they're they're gonna travel to Morelia, which should be a very interesting game. Uh, and then, and then they host Puebla, which I mean, they their their last two games should be pan comido, right? Puebla and Chivas, but like you said, man, it's Liga MX. It could be very unpredictable. Morelia could could beat Tigres. They they do have that capacity, and then Puebla could could uh, lose points against either Puebla or Chivas, and and that could be enough for some of the other teams to sneak up and and take that spot. But to me, that would be that would be a big fra- fracaso, and 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 it would make Tuca look pretty bad, man. Uh, I think because. I still think he's one of the candidates. Uh, I, I, I know for for a lot, it seems like Tata is a done deal, especially with him turning down Atlanta. But uh, I feel like it, it's still up for grabs, and I, I think uh, I think Piojo Tuca are still are, are still like in the table. Uh, I, well, I don't think Piojo is is a candidate to be the. Uh... The coach he's here, like, but I do think that he's the, uh, oh, he's the, 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 the number, yeah, the, the, the guy, the first guy out of the bullpen for yeah, sure. He'll, yeah, yeah, especially. And, he, and, and he'll do it happily, and he will do it happily. And when, especially because he did it once, and people always remember that, you know, like the, like the Aguirre effect. Right. People, people remember that. And then he'll go uh, live in Miami like, like, like Aguirre did. And... <laughs> well, Let's let's talk a little bit about you know about about Chivas man. Uh, I know it's uh, to me the, the season's over. John still has some hope. Well, you you did but, you did tell the, the the fans and after week two, Hoy to go ahead and <laughs> and, and root for another team. So, oh, John, come the, on, the, that's, the, that's the, a bit the, disparaging the, there. That's I. I <laughs> That that is exactly what happened. I asked you, I said, Joel, as a Chivas fan, is it time to, should, should Chivas, I asked you, this was the question I asked, is it, should Chivas fans go on loan for, for the apertura? Because there's, there's no point in what, and you said yes. You said, actually, you said, yes, they should, John. Yes, they should. <laughs> well, see, I wasn't wrong. <laughs> exactly. So you should own it. You should own it. No, I mean, I mean, it was, it was, it was predictable when, when you get rid of your best players. Now here's the difference. You know, Santos gets rid of their best players, but they're they're still managed because Santos had capable backups in place. You would think that Chivas also had capable, you know, people capable of 
of, of, of assuming those roles, you know, for the players that they ended up uh, uh, selling. And it just, uh, you know, for whatever reason, you know, Chivas, Chivas is an enigma to me, Floyd, because because they obviously have talented players. And, uh, you know, and they show flashes of it, you know, once or twice a year. But, but you know, it's just, it's, it, it's just, it, it's, you know, to me, it's, it, it is, it is a, a problem that stems from the top down. And if there's no seriousness from the very top, which I don't think there is, and I don't think there has been for, you know, at, at least at least since 2006, at when they won, when Vergara won his first title, because back then he was all, you know, he was on top of everything. And now I don't think I don't think it's, it's important to him. You know, they've got a a guy that, that that's running the show who, you know, I mean, he's 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 trying. I mean, I will give him the fact that he's trying, but I think he also alienates a lot of players. I just I just think that Chivas is. Is a team that just that just needs, uh, you know, some 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 kind of new well, di- direction know, from, from from the top and just you know. A, yeah, no, you're you're right. You know what happens is players lose motivation because they they see, you know, she, she was become doesn't become a club where you wanna where you wanna be at for a long time. Uh, which was one of the surprising comments that, you know, from players that's a, Norteado, John. Uh, when, when, uh, Pulido and even Pizarro came in and they were talking about, yeah, we're going to play and then go to Europe. They both said it, you know, different. And I was like, <laughs> it's almost laughable to me. You're like, like, slow down there. Whoa. <laughs> I was like, one came for 20, other came for 17. You're not going anywhere, man. You're, you're stuck here, but if you're 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 already thinking of living and, and you still haven't even stepped on the pitch, I mean I, that's just not the attitude, you know. It, it used to be where you arrive at Chivas and you had it made as a player. You weren't seeing that club as a stepping stone, right? Other than to the national team, uh, but but that's it. You you kind of made it, and and I think that's you know players don't see it like that because. Just the club doesn't know how to treat its players. Um, if you look at all the top players, the, the club send them out through the back door. Well, you, you know, know what's going to yeah. end up happening, Joel, is, is that they're going to go to the Club World Cup and they're going to win their first match. And then do, 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 did they draw? Is it Real Madrid? There, is that who's in the Champions League? Yeah, but if they play them, it won't be like, yeah, it, it's the, the, the champions from the last and, season's Champions and, League. And Chofis is going to make Sergio Ramos look like such a, a little girl. <laughs> you, you think so, John? That uh, the, 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 that when the Club World Cup is is, is over and done with, uh, people are going to you know they're they're going to go. How, the, the, his name is Javier Lopez, but they call him La Chofis for some reason. So it's going to be, yeah. become he's become. That trophy is going to be is going to be worldwide trending. <laughs> if we could get Sergio Ramos to give him a Mo Mo Salah type hack, exactly. Or if he could like pretzel him the way that Messi did to to, to Boateng those those years ago. Well, goddamn. Um, but no, what what John just just to finish on on that. You know, with Vergara, you, you just see how he. He treated a lot of players and coaches, or it's like, yeah, you know, and then and then for for Mati to have to you know whether he had the type of show, but but for them to pay bonuses out of his own pocket, I mean, this is Chivas we're talking about. Chivas is the kind of team that 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 
that that squelches on its on its commitment to the players. I mean, you know, if you know, but just because of the tradition alone, I mean, if, you know, you, I mean, you have to be, you know, one hundred percent committed to what you're doing, and the only way to do that is is, is to keep the morale of the of the entire club up. And Chivas has, I mean, in my opinion, I know they won a championship, you know, a couple of years ago, but the Chivas morale, you know, morale again since about two thousand six has been has been just just terrible, just overall malaise. It's just I'm not enfermos. Well, well, yeah, yeah. You needed, like, I think where they messed up, and then they, they did, they did. Um, Igera did own up to it was when they sold Gallito, because Gallito is, you know, he's he's a Liga MX. Um, he's not those players that's thinking, okay, I'm, I'm gonna go to Europe or whatever. He's he's a lifer, you know. He's like, all right, I'm I'm happy here, but he's also. He's also been very consistent, you know, all the clubs he's been at. He's won league championships with. And he's actually, he's at Santos right now, you know. <laughs> he he helped them, you know. He's still helping them. And I think when, when you have players like, when you have a player like that, I mean, you hold on to him, you know. So it's like what America did with um, Oribe Peralta. They they had those players that, that excel in the league. And and you make him a franchise player, and and it you is, pay him good, and you yeah. make sure that he's there as long till he retires. It is in plan Pelaez. Yeah, you know, do you, I mean, do you, do you think he's gonna, you know, un- unless somebody makes a crazy offer for for that kid Alvarado, is he is he gonna want to get rid of him? Absolutely not. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, that that's that was one of the big mistakes with Chivas, where they let go a player like that. Instead, they hold on to someone like. Like Salcido, man, and I, I just, Salcido must have incriminating photos, cause he, he's, he just, he's, I, I think he overstayed, man. He overstayed his welcome. Um, but yeah, I think they could have, they should have probably gone for Massa, man. <laughs> Be a more consistent guy. Uh, yeah. he was, he, you know, um, but, but he, you know, they burnt ties. The, 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 you know, the way Vergara is, he, he burned ties with a lot of the players. Um, exactly. The, and you, and you can't, and you can't, uh, I mean, you, you just can't run a team like that. It's, uh, no, well, no, you're right. And, and this is the story with, um, because there's talk of Vela, there's talk of America gunning for Vela, kind of bring him in at some point, which I'm guessing will happen, man. If, if, if the, Televisa Supremos are dialing it in for you. I do think uh, Vela would, and he said he, Vela already said, like an interview, that he would be, he was not closing doors anywhere. And, and it's more likely that he would play at America than Chivas. And this is, this is the story that I heard back when it happened. And then, and then, um, which was when, when Vela, after the, after the under 17, World Cup in 2005 when, when Arsenal, when Arsenal took Vela, which was like, Chivas had no say in it because he was under 18 and the FIFA rules, you know, you, you, you can't, um, you can't have a player tied, contract tied if they're under 18. So Chivas was pretty, um, you know, upset with Vela because he, he chose to leave. Um, right. 
Yeah, and Arsenal, that meant Arsenal only had to pay the formation fee, which is pretty cheap, man. Right. So, so, uh, so Chivas had like about three or four players on that under 17 squad. And one thing Vergara did was he bought them all like cars. He bought them brand new cars. And so Vela showed up thinking he was going to get his car, but he wasn't presented with a set of keys, man. And they say, well, cause you're not a Chivas player no more. You don't, you don't get a car. And I, I think that's pretty messed up, man. And don't think for a second. <laughs> Chepo was the coach at the time, was he not? Um, 2005, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, why are you putting it on Chepo though, man? Come on. This was Vergara's gift. Not- no, no, no. What I'm saying is, 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 is the whole Vela Chepo mess thing that they had in 2014. I think. I think that I think that this absolutely had something to do with it. There's, there's not mm-hmm. a in my mind. Yeah, but I, I don't. I wouldn't put it like for him because he was the coach, and his brother was the um, the general manager, and his general manager. So, so that happens. One thing, but but I'm gonna tell you one thing that Nestor did. Nestor no, but, but is, Nestor is not good people, man. Uh, I keep telling you, he is not. He is not the. Yeah, but he's, the he's always that you think he is. Yeah, but he was there under his brother, and his brother has like Nestor has been like the final say because he's he's been like the GM. He's been on top, and and one thing he did when he when he brought back um. When he got, he got, uh, Marquitos, Mar- Marcos Fabian to come back, and then he, he, um, did Tan Salcedo, and he gave them contracts where, where, um, if they had offers from Europe, it would facilitate their transfer. Right. So, I mean, I, that was a big reason they, they both went to Chivas. So, I mean, I think if he was like, well, I mean, they had you know, more less. Yeah, but I don't think, I don't think, uh, Nestor would tell this guy, hey, don't buy him a car. <laughs> Cause I mean, that's, that's just kind of how Vergara, like, that to me seems like a very Vergara move. Cause I remember when, um, when Chicharo, when they announced his fichaje to Manchester United and they had Omar Bravo in the team, he had came back, you know, from his right. fracaso in Portugal. And, and then Vergara, he, he takes a shave and he says, this is how, this is how you leave the club from the front door, you know? Not through the back and all this. So he, to me, yeah. that, that's. So again, you're absolutely, I mean, it just, it just, it just one example after another of just a, just a, just a petty little man who, you know, just li- likes to humiliate and expose his players. Publicly, and again, you know, are you are you trying to are you trying to win championships, or are you just you know just trying to you know stir up whatever it is you're trying to do? Because 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 whatever you're doing ain't working, and, and it hasn't been working for for quite a while. And uh, you know, again, as a you know as someone who is a a, a very unbiased observer of Chivas and have been for for years. You know, I mean, that, 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 that's why you know I, I say Chivas fans are just, just, it, it's, it's, it, it's just, 
it, it's tragically humorous the way that uh, the, the Chivas, Chivas fans have to deal with all this because they're so loyal and they're they're so passionate about their team and their team just does does nothing but just just disappoint them and, and it's not like they're disappointing them by going to the final and losing I'm sure that any Chivas fan would love to be disappointed like that as compared to you know you, you know just these ridiculous Benjamas one after another where it's just it's just an an you know you know and not even third world you know reasons for for why your, your team is acting the way it is it's just it's just shocking the way that uh, that that, that Chivas has been operated and but but Hoyles, it, 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 we we can't pretend that this is something that's a recent trend I mean this has kind of been the the, the Chivas way for you know the better part of really since the Campeonissimo. I mean, it just, it's, it's always been, you know, drama. Just... Yeah, it's been, it's been poorly mismanaged. Um, just the whole team losing money. Uh, I would say going bankrupt, you know, when, when they had to loan the team out to La Promotora. And then, when they Promotora. Had to use Lube. Well, yeah, the, the Promotora was, that was that was the thing. Um, do you they have had the. Do you have they a, had the. Go ahead. Well, they had the contract. Uh, the the the, promo, the promotora, the the dude running it, uh, Martinez Garza. They had. They landed a contract with Pemex to provide to provide the lubricants, the oil, um, and and so for those that don't know, Pemex was the. You know the the Mexican um, petrol company, and still is. Yeah, they're the, they're the national, um, you know, gasoline of the country, and um, and so they there was this uh, it's, it's pretty crooked, you know, under the table type of stuff, and and the way that that um, Martinez Garza ended up with the contract to to do the the oil to provide it. And so that, that company became Mexlube. And, and you know who else was involved in that company, John? It was, it was the Leaños who owned the uh, Tecos. Do, so uh, do, do you have, Joel, a, a Mexlube branded Chivas shirt as part of your collection? Actually, I do. It has nine stars because it was before they, they won the 10th with a Tuca. Wow. Uh, yeah, and it has Pemex and Max Lube on the as the as the sponsors. Are you are you and a fan? Mexico. Are you are you someone who uses Max Lube on a, on a regular <laughs> basis? No, no, but but it ties up because uh, you know a lot of Chi hermanos. You ask them if they know what you know because the stadium is called the Akron. You ask them what Akron is, and a lot of them they don't know. And Akron is actually uh, oil. For the car, it's car oil, and it's owned by the by the son of Martinez Garza, who used to have Mexlub. So you know the saying, John: the more things change, the more they stay the same. That's exactly a lot right. of the a lot of the same people still involved. Meet the but, old boss. Meet the new boss. <laughs> but but this dude, um, you know, uh, and and so this is the '90s, so there, there was a lot of Clubs were being used to launder money or, or, you know, 
not not just not just for you know drug money other other type just crooked stuff and and right. yeah and and so what ended up happening was that dude was mismanaging so many funds that the board the Max Lou the other like the other owners eventually got that dude kicked out and then uh Max Lou lost the whole contract with Bemex but that all happened in um you know in the ninth year because they had a 10-year lease of Chivas and that was one of the big reasons they they um you know Vergara came in and bought the team and he paid off the last year so he could take over it because originally he was gonna he was gonna buy the team but he was gonna take over after the year ended but he ended up like buying off that last year which is probably at wholesale John <laughs> but but the the thing was is like you you had nine years to fill the coffers to to do all this you know to to try to like improve the club's finances but they were never able to do it and and all the socials they they just kind of sold out you know right and it's like why would you do that like if you own stock in your favorite club why would you do it and and the only thing i could come up with john is they were just losing money because they they had to put money in so to me i think for the most part they were just losing money it was not worth it for for a lot of these guys anymore. Uh, so sad. Yeah, and there's still, if, you if know, if there's, I had the sad flute, I would play the sad flute right now. It would be, <laughs> it would be, and there's still a few owners that have been, um, have been like putting in lawsuits, and so one of the things that that they did, because Chiba's name changed, uh, you know. The official name is changed because it used to be, um, Club, was it Civil? The whole thing confuses me, John. Uh, the whole SA, the CB, and then there's a... Asociación Civil. Yeah, and then there's another one. Uh, yeah, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, Rano is good with that. Uh, El Leak Ron, pero he's not, he's not here. So one is like a civil association and the other one is like a like a um, non for profit. Yeah, a non for profit. So they switched it to like uh, you know it it switched from not profit to for profit. Kinda and like kinda like the Cantina Mickey's podcast, but uh, <laughs> we're still working on the uh, on the uh, on the other end of it. So Joel with uh, with with three weeks left in in, 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 in the regular Season for Liga MX. Out, out yes. of these, out of these eight teams: América, Santos, Cruz Azul, Pumas, Toluca, Monterrey, Morelia, Tigres. Is there any one of those eight teams that you think will not be part of the big dance? Oh man! Yeah, I think um, I think it's going to be either. Morelia or Tigres. Morelia or Tigres. One of those two. Yeah, it's not like the rest. <laughs> yeah, I just think uh, it might be some slip up. I think it's because I think all eight of them are going to make it. I don't think that either of them are going to. I think they're going to do what 
they're going to get the necessary you, points they need to. Uh, you don't you don't think Pachuca's going to like sneak in and, and? No, because I don't. I mean, I I do think that they do have the easiest path, but I just I just don't think that Pachuca has the uh, has the discipline and the and the talent to. Um, <coughs> excuse me, to uh, to get the points necessary. So. So I do think that the other teams, the other teams are just better, and I, and, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's not like, you know, it's not like they're, you know, the other teams are playing world beaters. So I do, I do think that they have some, uh, and and frankly, you know, out out of those, you know, I guess, you know, and this is why I think for for for, for Liga Mekis, for the Liga Mekis brass to to look at this Liga and go, you know, you know, outside of outside of Guadalajara, who would be the only, you know, maybe replace Guadalajara and, and Morelia. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better league out with the teams that are in this. America, Santos, Cruz Azul, Pumas, Toluca, Monterrey, Morelia, Tigres. I mean, that is, again, the only team outside of that that is, has any kind of popularity is, uh, is Guadalajara, Chivas, who, uh, are, are not going to make, so, so, so that we could have had for the first time in forever, uh, Liguilla with the big four, but it, as, as it turns out, that's not, uh, that's not going to be the case because Chivas Chivas can't seem to win at home, and they can't get their act together. Yeah, they they really need a they need a a goal scorer, man, un goleador nato, and uh, Cheech. I think Cheech, Cheech could come back. You, you still think he's coming I back think, to Mexico? I think <laughs> I think Chicharito. He's already he's already made his millions. Dude. He doesn't he doesn't have to see the the, the guys that went over. To MLS, the Giovannis and, and the Velas of the world, they hadn't, they hadn't, they didn't make, they didn't get to sign that contract that, Ch- that Chicharito signed. Yeah, but, but Chicharito I, doesn't like, he hates the majority of the Mexican media, man. He, he does not want to see those dudes. He doesn't even give interviews. It's, it's hard to get a Chicha interview, man. Yeah, well, I think that, the, that, that they'll manage. I don't I mean, think it's really as important as, uh, I just think, and I, and I just, I just think that I just think that Chicharito wants to live in Guadalajara, man. He's got, he's got his, his friends and family, hey. his, his, his support system, his base is in Guadalajara. You know, again, it's a the two-hour Giovanni's flight. Are, the Giovanni's it's a two-hour flight from LA. He's not going to LA. Hey, it, it, LAFC wanted him, man. Remember but they, that, but, but they don't, but they, they don't need him anymore. They, they moved yeah, on to yeah, Plan B, do, and man. Plan B, and Plan B has worked out very well. Yeah, yeah, but imagine Chichero, that Chichero duel. hasn't scored a goal in like three months, man. Yeah, but he, he he doesn't even play. He doesn't start. He did start. I mean, weekend, but but yeah, it's 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 you know he 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 was sick. He got he was infected. Wait, what did you give him? Hoy, last time you guys saw, you, he got an infection. I don't know what he got, man. Game. But where I've where been, are you and him been hanging out? Hey, he should have listened to me, and he should have he should have cashed it in right after the World Cup. He yeah, would have the been right there with Vela have... breaking records. But that's the thing is that he doesn't have to cash it in, and he got, he what? got the big endorsement contracts. He got the big European contracts. The other guys didn't get that. You know, Chichero is he. I'm telling you, I, I just I think that he, that he's out of those three, he's he has more ties and and very strong ties to Mexico than the other guys, do. and that that that's the biggest. And and let's face it, if if, if Chichara plays in Liga Mekis, he's going to make just as much money as as he would in uh, in MLS. 
I don't know. But he, I mean, again, he hates, he hates the media, man. Who cares? He cares. He, he, he cares. Care. He goes, he goes <laughs> yeah. back to Mexico all the time. That's where he spends his off seasons. Well, John, I'll be surprised if he does return. I just, I just think it's part of his personality. I, I think, I think it's who he is. And I think, I think that he would, he would return to finish off his career where it started. I don't, I don't think he'll go to MLS. I think that that's just who he is. Well, I, I think Chivas wouldn't be able to match what like Monterrey, Tigres, America could throw at him. He's gonna, he's gonna finish his career with Leones Negros and play or <laughs> Leon. You know, if, if, if I were, if I were Aztec, I, I would, I would hold you Chichero. Come on. Come play at Atlas. He'll go play at Morelia where his old man used to play at. That's where he grew up? Was in Morelia. Yeah. See, I, I, I do think he'll end up there. So, Joel, no, no, no big surprises then. They're in the league. Yeah, you, you think it could be Tigres or, uh, or Morelia. I, uh, I don't think it's gonna, it's gonna work out that way. I think they're, they, they will all, uh, make the, uh, Make the make the point. And of course, you know, when that happens, we will make our, uh, we'll make our predictions, uh, So, Hoy, the Dodgers are out. They, uh, they, they lost the World Series tonight, four to one. Uh, Boston, uh, beat them in every which way they could. Second consecutive World Series where the Dodger fans have had to watch another team celebrate in the, uh, celebrate winning a World Championship on, on, on their own field. It's it's like they're the Monterrey of of Major League Baseball right now because Monterrey has had to watch other teams celebrate championships on their very spanking new field. Well, I, I think they, I think they could take comfort that they won the they won the one game they went to eighteen. So it's like winning two games. Meetings. So they really they really only lost four two, not four one. Well, that's already on record as the longest World Series game ever. So at least they have that one good record. Yeah, I like the, you know, that, that, that's a, that is a very, uh, a very optimistic way of, of looking at the fact that they got pretty much smoked in the, in the, in the <laughs> other four games. But, uh, but, but that's, that's okay. That's okay. Glad to see that, uh, that Emperor Suarez was, uh, was a Dodgers fan. Yeah, he was doing this carnazada. He was wearing his, uh, his Dodgers shirt. You know, Fernando is, uh, still, still, uh, calls, you know, you, you could have listened to Fernando tonight, Hoyt, calling the game there locally in, uh, in Los Angeles. So, I don't know, he didn't. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's the, uh, he's one of the announcers on the, uh, on Dodgers in Espanol, so that's, uh, yeah. Is Jaime Jarrín still around? I, I, that, I, that I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he is or not. I don't because it used to be those two for years. It, it was those two calling the game for years. But anyway, very sad. Well, Joel, I think we can, uh, we can probably wrap it up here. That Cantina make his podcast. We have been, uh, we have been, uh, going at it for about half an hour. So any, uh, Anything we should, uh, any, any, any bits of wisdom, Joel, you can give our listeners as we, as, as we embark on a new week. And you know, maybe someone who 
is new to Liga MX and uh, is, is 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 not quite sure what what to make of, of what could happen in these in these last few weeks. Is it going to be uh, chalk? Is it going to be flan? Did the same teams win, or or, or you you think you think Pachuca is going to is going to be the one that storms the castle and, and takes the last spot? Well, yeah, we all, we've we've always seen like teams come in, you know, hit that hot streak. Is it that you're, that you're giving Chivas, Chihermanos hope for? <laughs> you're saying they could win their last three. Uh, t- to me, that could be Pachuca. Um, but we've seen it in the past with Santos. Santos with uh, Matosas as coach. It's how they won their league. They ended up qualifying in eighth. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of teams, and, 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 and even even uh, Santos did that. Santos did that. Chivas has done it. Pumas has done it. When Pumas won their doblete, the second one, they they, they finished eighth, and they beat Veracruz, who was one, and then they ended up uh, beating Monterrey in the uh, in, in the final. So it has happened. Uh, you know that, that that's why I would be very, you know, if I'm end up whether it's America or uh, or, or Santos end up in first place, if, if you play Tigres in that first round, look out. Because uh, that that's going to be a, a very very difficult, and, and in fact, uh, you know, there's there's, you know, it's a fifty fifty shot at best for you to advance in that. So that so the, those are definitely teams that uh, that you need to look out for. But I don't think I don't think that that's going to happen though. I think that uh, I think Tigres will probably end up like five or six when it's all said and done. I think that they'll, they'll they'll get the Tigres is going to start getting hot just uh, just for that. So yeah, their their rivals aren't. Yeah, slim pickings. And they end with with Chivas on the road, which is you know you know you, you can go ahead and put the three points on the board <laughs> right now. They already, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the thirty first, which will be Halloween, uh, there's a Copa MX final, and it's and it's going to be Cruz Azul versus Monterrey. So it's it's it's. I think this this game is. You know, it's it's one of those games that's helping bring some prestige to the to the cup. Which um, I would love to see Pumas play a, a Copa Mekis final. They haven't. I don't think the, the furthest they've gone. I think is the quarterfinals, which is just just pathetic. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, a lot of clubs don't really take it serious. So I mean, I, you know, they they don't they don't feel their best players, or they use it for their. For their reserves, I, I can think of a club that took it very seriously and did very well with it. <laughs> anyway, well, Joel, I'm gonna we're gonna go and wrap it up here. But uh, glad that you were able to come on. Uh, well, uh, again, uh, for your listeners, usually we do this on Thursdays, but uh, with our upcoming schedules, uh, Thursdays may or may not be the best night for us to do this. So we're gonna try and uh, get it in while we can. But the, but the best way to, to catch us and listen to us is if you, if you subscribe either to our YouTube page or if you subscribe to the podcast in the podcast center on iTunes or on Google play, then, then, then when those are posted, you will be able to uh, listen to uh, these babosadas for your, uh, for your drive, you know, to or from work or, or, or however it is that you enjoy the Cantina Makes podcast. We do appreciate your patronage and your loyalty. So, Hoy. we will, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Every, everything okay, Hoyt? No, I had one of my one of my muelas is not doing so good. Oof. <laughs> that uh, that does not sound good. Get the get the pinzas out, Hoyt. 
I'm a need to, yeah. Yeah, take care of that. Well, glad to have you on, Hoed. We will, uh, we'll, we'll talk again uh, a little later and we'll, uh, delve into some, uh, some more hot topics. Así es. Así es, John. Hasta la próxima. Hasta la próxima, Joel. Uh, and thank you, loyal listener, for listening to us here in the Cantina Mackey's podcast. My name is John Jagu, and we will, uh, we will talk to you guys a little long down the road. Thanks very much for joining us here in the Cantina Mackey's podcast. You guys enjoy the rest of your day.